0: Do you believe everything your Bible say? Yes. Do you? Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, because I, 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 I do. Um, how many of us got the, the, well, you may not have. I don't know if you put them out or not. The confession, I believe the changing of it. I believe everything my Bible says. Because I'm aligned with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Amen. God is awesome. Um, Praise the Lord. Um, Sister Ann needs prayer, so let's do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that healing was already purchased. I spoke to you once before, you nasty cough, in the name of Jesus. And I believe that you are leaving her body right now in the name of Jesus. And with the authority that God has given to us, we stand in faith with Anne right now. In the name of Jesus, there will be no more cough. It will not return. In Jesus' name, we thank you and honor your word and give you praise and glory. It is by faith, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, tonight, I, I, uh, um, I, I'm always humbled to stand before you and to do this. Um, And I hope you're ready. Amen? Amen. You know, um, when you're in college or you're reading books, everything comes with an introduction. Kind of lays out what's going on in the story. Right? So I got a question. I, I keep them. What's the introduction to your life? You ever stop to think about that? I remember when I first met Pastor David, I kind of remember things uh, because for me, I'm one of those uh, people that believe that God answers my prayers. And so when I prayed and asked God for a man in my life to help me, I believed that he did just what I said. Anyway, Pastor David spoke, I don't know, nine, 10 years ago. And he says, we ought to me included. Write your obituary. I don't know how many people remember that. But that, that, that bothered me because that, that seemed a little... Uh, out there. You know what? But it, I pondered it and pondered it and pondered it, and it, it could have be the introduction, because as the song says, God delivered us out of darkness. So when that marvelous light came upon us, we got a wonderful story to tell. Maybe I'm the only one to believe that. Amen. But it is good to be here and I'm excited. Uh, let's, let's, let's give you some text real quick. Ecclesiastes, and I forgot I didn't, uh, don't, 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 uh, don't judge me. <laughs> e- I will say it loud for everybody. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Amen. Amen. And we're going to start the text at... Uh, Verse 9. Two people can accomplish more than twice as much as one. They get a better return for their labor. Verse 10. For if one person falls, the other reach out to help the other. But people who are alone, when they fall, they're in real trouble. And on a cold night, two under the same blanket, can gain warmth from each other. But how can one be warm alone? Verse 12. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three or even better. For a cord of two or three is not easily broken. What I want to talk to you tonight about. Is something that's really been on my mind. Um, and I think it's it's part of. Sister, can you grab me one of those stands? Please? I, I think it's partly to do. Well, let me give you my 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 topic, my question. Who are you subject to? Or who are you accountable to? Thank you. Uh, I'm listening, I'll wait. The Bible says that how can we talk about trusting, loving, and honoring God whom we cannot see, and God has placed man in our lives, and we lack the honor in them. So my question again, and this time don't answer, nobody, please. I didn't say that the first time. Who are you and I subject to? Who are we accountable to? You know, we're in the uh, men's home. Um, there's an accountability sheet that sits on the counter and the men are directed by me, you know, that strong, stern voice, sign this sheet if you're leaving the house. And when you return, you, you write the time. Well, first, when you go out, you write where you're going, the time you're going, the date and things like that. That is an accountability sheet. And it was established to keep the home safe. It is a legal document also because if the person is on parole or probation and parole or probation come in and they want to know where they are, they can look on the sheet. Who are you accountable? Who are you subject to? Are we just doing what we want to do when we feel like doing it because, you know, we're people too. Who is quiet in here? <laughs> well, I hope so. Um... We are born again. Every one of us, I guess, we all have given our lives to Christ. And the Bible says that we do not belong any longer to ourselves. The ransom has been paid. I agreed with the ransom that was paid by Jesus Christ, so I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And in the process of giving myself to Jesus Christ, I no longer live. But Jesus, that lives in me. So Who are we subject to? You know one thing I do realize about the church, and I, I, don't, I haven't been saved a long time, but just in my watching, because I watch people, I realize that uh, I believe, personally, the church as a whole is lacking discipleship. Yeah. Amen, amen. You know me and my wife. If we sit in the house talking too long, we probably go stir crazy. (laughs) No, no, I love her, she loves me. But you know what? That was not what God intended for husband and wife. My wife cannot instruct me. I cannot instruct my wife in the things pertaining to God as it stands in discipleship. She needs a woman, a godly fearing woman to make that connection. And so did I. But you know, the thing about me is I knew it. And this is the reason that I started off this introduction, that when I started praying, God heard me, and he answered me and sent me Pastor David Shipman. Because I can tell you, for the last 13 years of my life, if you saw me 13 years ago, you would say, mind blowing? Is that the same guy? I believe that we're lacking discipleship. We're doing what we want to do when we feel like doing it, and you know why? Let me tell you why. Praise the Lord! Thank you, Jesus. When I was a little boy, uh, attempting to leave the house, my mother, bless her, she would always question me, boy, where are you going? And I say, I'm going outside to shoot marbles, mom. When I got a little older, she—I mean, it was constant. Where are you going, Peter? Well, I'm going to go ride my skateboard or ride my bike with, uh, well, with who? And then she would tell me, I don't think you need to be hanging around, Jimmy. That little boy ain't no good. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to hear that. You know, I was still a kid. I knew Jimmy was fun, you know. He liked to do them, them little high jumps and stuff. But my mother saw th- things that I didn't see. So again, I'm going to ask you the question throughout this, this little this time that I have with you this, th- today. Alright? Who are you accountable to? You know it's a thing too because this, this, this flesh <laughs> this flesh is overrated and it is also high maintenance. The, the Bible says that the spirit is ready and willing but the flesh is weak. The flesh wants to do what it wants to do, how it wants to do it. Shut up and let's go. And the spirit is just sit down and rest. Amen. You know, God did a wonderful thing. When I met Pastor David Shipman, they already had a home. Brother Sergei was actually the director at the home at the time. Uh, 13, and you know, I'm going to tell you an amazing thing about that, talking about uh, uh, God. I met Sergey not knowing that he was in a home with the church. Uh, uh, what was the church name? Um, Fellowship of Hope. And I didn't know that he, but he brought a van full of men to the, where I was doing groups. And uh, we sat outside. Do you remember? We sat outside and talked a little bit before the group started. And uh, he says, he's just bringing some men there. I couldn't understand too much. He, he, his, his, his Russian was heavy. It's better now. <laughs> and so um, we talked a little bit, and he left. The next week, I think he brought the guys back again. And one of the guys in the group told me about Pastor David. Now, remember, I had been praying and um, I put the card, never, never put the two people together, though. And I put the, the card in my pocket and, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me one Saturday and told me to call him, Pastor David. And so I called him. And that's when after that, I met uh, Sergei. You know, God is, is, is trying to do something with this with with this particular body. Yeah. But we need to be disciplined in the things of God. And how is that going to happen? It's going to happen when we submit ourselves. Let me, let's go. uh, Because I'm getting ahead of myself here. Did you know that God's position with all of everything that he has left to his kids in terms of, of, of submission This is how God sees it. If you don't believe me, read the New Testament. Jesus was totally committed, submitted to the Father. We are to represent or mimic, that's a word, Jesus Christ. We ought to be totally cemented. Now, who are we supposed to be submitted to? It's true, God, in the face of Jesus Christ. But God has set some things in place here on this earth. He has given each one of us, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's on my heart. He has given each one of us somebody. He didn't leave anybody out of the anybody. He has given everybody somebody. And that person that God has given to each one of us will help grow us up. You know, I was one of those people also uh, going to church. And after church, I would just go and hang out and do what I wanted to do. But I knew down inside, something's wrong. Something's off. This was during that, that waiting period. And so when I met Pastor David Shipman, his word, the word that God had given to him, just, uh, it fired me up. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And this is why I can remember things that God has said to me using him. Years past because they're still rolling around in my head. Amen. Let's go somewhere. Accountability. A spiritual accountability verse refers to developing relationships with other Christians that help to promote spiritual reality, honesty, obedience, submission to God, and genuine evaluations of one's walk in relationship with God and with others. You know that... um, that game I can't remember. Pinball. You 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 pull the thing back, and the ball just go and shoot up, and all of a sudden you see up on the screen it says "Tilt." You, yes, you know what I'm talking about. You know that when things are not going right in our lives and we don't have an answer for it, tilt. If we were submitted, if all of us was submitted to the Word of God, living by the Word of God, we would go right to the answer, cause it's down on the inside. But if I'm not accountable, which aligns the word of God, submission is also, I, I, I'm, yeah. I call almost like maladjusted, kind of retarded. I'm talking about myself. You know, like I'm saying I'm born again, but I'm not living like I'm born again. I'm not thinking like I'm born again. I'm hanging out with people that I know Is not born again. Quick story. Uh, 13 years I've been at the home with the men. And I keep using it because I am a recovery counselor. And um, God was remarkable even in that. Because when he, I met Pastor David. He had a program that he didn't know how to run. And here, here come, here come Peter. (laughs) Don't laugh about my walk. God had put the right person to disciple these men. See, pastor is in my life to grow me up. And I'm not confused about that. I'm not ashamed about that. Even though I'm probably nine months older than here. That don't bother me. I need to grow up. I want to be, you know, my prayer recently is, God, I want to, Jesus, I want to meet you in the sky. I want to meet you in the sky. So whatever I got to do, whoever I got to turn away, I'm going to do that. If it's my mama, if she's still alive, she's not. and She's in heaven. But I, I don't care. I don't care what nobody thinks. I don't care what nobody's doing. I've been there and done that. None of it is going to come to anything if it doesn't have the seal of Jesus Christ on it anyway. I went to, I'm going to share something else with you. I went to the doctor... I don't know. It's a while when I went to do that the the um, background thing. I had to get some clearance and I had to go and do a physical. And the doctor gonna tell me, "You got some uh, incurable disease." I said, "Lucy, devil, <laughs> you don't know who you talking to." Amen. If we don't look the devil in the face, see, this comes back to that submission. Amen. It is the realization that we are liable because the Bible says that each one of us in this place is going to stand before God and give an account. That's what the Bible says. I'm not making it up. Responsible and answerable for our actions in the life to God, as well as the key Christian in our life. An accountability relationship is a partnership which with Which two people coming together to look out for each other's spiritual and holistic welfare with permission. I love this part. With permission to ask some personal and probing questions. Oh, they don't like that part. do Do they, Steve? Okay. The question. Who are you accountable to? Who are you subject to? Huh? You, we keep saying God, but God is not on this earth. Jesus is not here. Well, what is? Okay. you don't don't play with me up in here. Does God? Does Pastor David know what we're doing? How we're really living? (laughs) I'd like your honesty. Probably not, she said. Now, he would tell you he doesn't care. But that's to the extent of how much we want to be transparent with him. Because the answer he has. Because if, if Ephesians 4 is correct, and I believe it's so, that God has given each one of us somebody now, another thing, too, we can distort the voice that God has put in life with a lot of other foolishness. It's easy to do. Oh, OK. There's a you know, there's a, a lot of scriptures uh, once I start getting into this and I, I'm not going to uh, I didn't bring all of those because it, it would take a long time. Uh, You know that Pastor David, we've heard him say it probably a thousand times, if not more. And it was okay with me because I understood it. He said that Pastor Harbom has permission. Oh, y'all don't know that? It's new to you? Well, speak up. To speak into his life. Do you know how that happens? Yes, but there's something else that's going on with it. He is, he's a subjected himself to Pastor Harbaum's authority. And that's what a lot of people don't want to do. You know why? Because it looks like you've given up what you have. And the truth of the matter is I ain't got nothing. I'm trying to get something. And that's the, the, the remarkable thing about submission. Submission actually looks like you've given away, but you're actually gaining. Yeah, I know it's true. I'm learning it. I'm learning it right now. And so anyway, the church, I think the church is really hurting for the lack of discipleship. But let me tell you all something in here. Every one of us, Pastor asked us on Sunday, and I'm glad nobody raised a hand, but we, 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 all of us here, we should be discipling our little brothers and little sisters. And that should be our goal. Our focus should be discipling them. And you know what disciples do? They teach them how to live godly. Based on the word of God. You know, one thing I loved about Kenneth Hagan Sr. is he started a school. And that school was designed to disciple these young people throughout the course of two or three, four years, whatever time that they stayed there at the university Rema Bible College. When they came out, which was Pastor Harbaugh and a few others came out, and I think, I uh, can't think of his name, though, Brother, um, it'll come to me. They finished uh, the school. And you know what that did? They got him on fire for going and minister to, to other people and helping to start churches. This doesn't belong to us. This life. We, we got we got. Um, some time in this suit. And from the moment I gave it, we gave our life to Christ. We're supposed to be spinning it, winning souls. You know, eating a piece of pie every now and again. Well, I got a loud amen out of here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, let's go over to Ephesians chapter 5. Like I said, that was uh, a lot of uh, information in the word of God. You know, God is remarkable many times over, but he's remarkable. He did not save you and I and left us wanting. Everything we need, he has provided for. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of of God and its righteousness, and everything, everything will be added. Amen. 521. Amen. And further, you will submit, uh uh-oh, and further, you will submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, in this particular verse, he's talking about uh, the husband and wife, but we can use it here. The Bible says in another place that I ought to consider you better than myself. That's submission. Let's keep going. Uh, James 5 16. I realized that uh, when I gave my life to Christ, um, my life uh, is an open book. Um, and what that means is um, I will not confess my sin to a woman. There is a brother, my pastor, somebody in my life that should be, I should be connected to as well as you. Listen to this. Confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other. The only way I'm going to pray for you, the only way you're going to pray for me is if you know what I'm dealing with. And see, there's no connection. There's no real serious connection between men and men where we know what each other is going through so we can get together and pray. Who are you subject to? All right, let's keep going. Proverbs, because these, these scriptures are going to get uh, kind of heavy. Uh, Proverbs 27. If I learn how to navigate my Bible. Uh, 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, a friend or brother sharpens his brother. You know, I was talking to somebody today, and I used the frame because I was thinking about this particular verse. And it said plastic can't sharpen each other. Now, if you take a piece of metal and some plastic, you can cut away at the plastic. Anybody know any plastic people? Put your hand down, man. <laughs> we ought to be sharpening each other's spiritual wits. We ought to c- come out of each other's company and feel like, wow, he, 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 he blessed my spirit there. I feel so encouraged. And we can't wait to get together again. Who are you subjected to? Next scripture, Romans fourteen twelve. You know, um, I go into the prison every uh, Friday, and uh, it started out with five men, and now it's, it's, it's so, so many men in the room, I, yeah, I, they don't turn on a fan or something, it's hot. But the point I'm making is this, those men, although I know I got, we have a captive audience because they've got nowhere to go, but some of them, I can tell in my spirit, they're hungry for the, the word of God. They're hungry for the word of God. So my, I guess as I'm thinking and listening to them and talking to them, I'm thinking about us that's not in, in that situation. Shouldn't we be thirsty? Amen. Fourteen twelve. Yes, each of us will have to give an account, a personal account to God. Amen. This is going to clear up really quickly. Galatians 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if another Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly shall gently, humbly Gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. This is all talking about accountability. I'm sorry, one through, run through, run in two. Galatians chapter six. The problem with it is, is that we're sitting in, in the church and we're part of this body. But how much of us really know each other? I'll give you a minute. If I I can guess, not too well. Not too well. I think I know you good if I can talk about you. At least in my mind. I think I know you well if I can run your name through the dirt. I think I know you well if I can do all those other things that the Bible tells me that I need to back away from and not do. I think I know you well in my mind. But the Bible has clear and concise direction for us to follow as Christians. And this will help. You know what? Pastor was talking about honor. Isn't that something? Because that goes right along with accountability. You know, if I got nobody that I'm talking to in being discipled, then I'm not going to adhere to the spiritual principles that will change and redirect my life. I'm not going to hear that because I got my mind on whatever it is that's dishonorable. Whatever I'm into that I'm doing that's dishonorable. What's the question? Praise the Lord. Who are we subject to? Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Proverbs fifteen. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not shy about God, the Word of God. Um, no, because I, I live like a hellion. Before Jesus Christ came into my life, and I was loud and bold about it, and so uh, I, I think the same way. If I'm going to do this, let's just bold, be bold about it, brother Peter. You know, and I, I'm moving into that glory to glory and faith to faith as I get bigger and stronger and more anointed in this thing. Then uh, I'll be able to break through a lot more stuff. But you know that uh, Jesus Christ has done everything. And uh, I'm doing a study like pastor has been teaching. Well, he started teaching on the name because there is something that I'm missing. And I realize there's something I'm missing. And so for me, I realize also that if he has done this much in my life, I got to know that there's got to be so much more. If you knew the stuff that I've been through, You'd probably all get up out of here and run out of here. But if you knew the stuff that I had been through, for me to, my mind, that's not where my mind is today. So who could do that? Who, who, who could redirect some thoughts that was always ill? Nobody but God. So if he could do that much, wait a minute. He, he, he probably can do some more. So, step by step, inch by inch, however long it takes me, I got to get there because I want to meet him in the sky. Amen. Amen. Uh, we there? Fifteen twenty. Did I say 15? 1522. Plans go wrong for the lack of advice. Many counselors bring success. This is an accountability scripture. You know, um, Before I had to reject some of my siblings, I had to hear God. And the voice that I heard was, if they're not talking and the words that they're speaking is not lining up with where you're trying to go or what the word of God is saying, you probably need to distance yourself from them. And so I did like the commercial, I mean like the cartoon, stage left. And that's what I did, and I was—I have mel- I, I sleeping really good Amen. every night. Amen. My wife said I'd be snoring and stuff, but I'm sleeping. <laughs> you know, it's not my problem. She had to dip. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, you there? Yeah. Oh, we read that one. Proverbs 12, one—a uh, couple pages over to the to the left. Twelve, Proverbs twelve, and then we're gonna get to something else. Uh, twelve fifteen. Yes? Huh? Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, you there yet? Fools think that they need no advice. That ain't none of us here. I just wanted to throw that disclaimer. That ain't none of us. Fools think they need no advice, but the wise listen to others. And this is not just anybody, any others. This is that person that God has given to each one of us. Do you believe that Pastor David is your, your, uh, your pastor? I'm missing a page, it looks like. But uh, amen, he's still God. I want to tell you something. This is why... Submission. Discipleship is important. Two are better. We read that. Two people. The Bible says that how can two walk together unless they agree? Amos 3.3. What that actually says is what that actually is saying that the same people that you're walking with need to have the same goal planning at the end. Have the same belief system. Talking about the word of God and understand that god is on your side it makes us better people and i think we read that one too proverbs 20 27 17. accountability helps people accomplish their goals in any arena of life i'm 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 a place in my life i never thought i'd ever be how is that possible well for one thing i took the word of god seriously and i took the word of god seriously That God had gave to Pastor David Shipman for me. Amen. Amen. It also reflects the image of God. Well, why is that? Let's turn over to Genesis chapter 2. Or how is that? And the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a companion who will help him. Now, we all know what that particular scripture is talking about. But let's use it in this context. That God also gave us, each one of us, somebody. He gave, gave Peter somebody to help Peter. Because Peter was on a, on, a, on a collision course to La La Land. Amen? It reflects the image of God. Each one of us, if we're doing what the word of God says, we are reflecting the image of God like a mirror. Amen. Being that we're communal beings, we're intended for fellowship, not distance. You know what I mean? We are intended to hang out, be part. Did you know in the New Testament, the Bible says that the, the disciples went from house to house? They knew what each other was doing. They knew what each other's was eating for dinner, breakfast and all those. Where are you going tonight, Peter? Well, I'm gonna go fishing. You wanna come and hang along? James and John is coming too. Why well, we don't have that kind of stuff going on in the church. I personally believe the discipleship is lacking. You know, here's another thing, too. This is about my culture. Uh, my, one of my sisters, when I was down there, I guess three months ago, we had a little powwow talking about things because we hadn't done that since my mother passed, our mother passed away. And uh, this is how crazy having no discipleship she, my younger sister Mary, she's driving a brand new BMW, and this is probably a $90,000 car, but she's living in an apartment. Mm-hmm. And she told me with her mouth that she doesn't believe, oh, being without money makes them humble. I said, if that's not the biggest uh, foolishness I've ever heard, and then I told her, give me, a, give me scripture on that. Mm-hmm. See, what has happened is as I believe that Culturally speaking, we have a persona of God preached from the pulpit and nobody searches it out for themselves to see if it's accurate. Is that happening here? You're not supposed to answer that. (laughs) Accountability also fosters integrity. We all know what integrity is, right? amen it fosters and it's it's based on our connection to christ it unifies us with christ i don't know if you can see that but when i'm reading the word of god i think i told you this before many times maybe when i'm reading the bible i have to see the words i have to see how they're formulated for me to get a grasp on it. i don't know what that means but I have to see it. I actually see when I gave my life to Christ, it wasn't this way always. But when I gave my life to Christ, there's some things that should be functioning in my life. And when they're not, I have a problem with that. You know, I said before, I want to actually see the dead raised by the spirit of God that lives and rests in me. That's, I want to see that one. And, and that's going to take some, some, some discipleship. It connects us with the body. This body right here. That connectivity that we all are, all should have. It connects us. Do you know if we were connected better? And we always can get better at anything, no matter what it is we're doing. If we were connected better, we would be a like working like a weld oil machine. Because I, I know what my position is in this body. I'm a thumb. I press hard. (laughs) But it's it's amazing, though, isn't it? It's like. um, Can I be honest with you? (laughs) I'm going to be. I just need to find the right word. (laughs) Um, When you come to service and Pastor Davis going to minister before you come in. Do you ask, or maybe you're at home still, or maybe it's a couple of days before service, do you ask God by his Holy Spirit to reveal to you or make your open up the eyes of your understanding? That's better. Because I know when I was, when I first met him, he he was talking, ooh, should I even be here? He was talking so high. It was actually at a, a, a collegiate level, probably even uh, maybe higher than that. You know, the things of God. But you know what I started to do? I started to ask God to open up my brain, my cranium. I want to hear. I want to understand. I hear him clearly, but a lot of this stuff I don't know. And it's mostly culturally growing up with, a, 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 I think, a superficial touch. You know, the shouting and, the, and all that other stuff that went on and nobody got no power. You know what I'm saying? And so to meet somebody like Pastor David and Pastor Harbom is like mind-blowing. So I, ask, I began to ask God even but to now. I'll ask God to just open my head up. I, I want to hear what you're saying. Could you make it simple for me? So my question to you all, are you getting it? Because see, we're talking about who are you subjected to, and if you feel like you, the, as the sub, if we feel like the, as the subjector, that we can't, no, we the subjectees, if we can't hear what the subjector is saying, because if we believe that Pastor David Shipman has been called of God and he has been called to surrogate, no, that's not the word. What's the word? Segregate. No, that's not the word. What do you call that when the baby is? Uh, I'm going to say foster that we use that word. He's been spiritually speaking. He has been brought into our life to foster us in this thing of God. Because guess what? He is going to have a given account for each one of us. And if I've been the person that's been really unruly, that just wouldn't take the word of God, wouldn't try to digest it, wouldn't ask questions, wouldn't write things down, dishonorable and all those other things. I can imagine what that's going to look like on that great and dreadful day. But he's got to give an account for each one of us that says that he is our pastor. So going back to it. If he's given us a word and you don't understand. I would talk to him. His doors is always open. At least I'd I'd never find them closed. And I'll just, hey, you got a minute. Because to sit around and believe or, or, or pretend as though we're understanding what he has given out. That's gonna hurt us Because as it as it is right now, we have an opportunity and a place the time is perfect that we can just bombard his door Actually, we should be asking for more church services One amen on there Seriously, because if I know that I'm hungry and thirsty and God has sent him into my life and he's got so much come on Let's do it pastor so, you know what I do? He'll come over and sit in my office and sit on a chair. Now, I'd move everything, so all right, give it to me. <laughs> He's got a captive audience. Praise the Lord. Accountability also sets us free. Hey, does anybody have any questions thus far? Nick, I saw your hand. No. Okay, you just be—you just a robot then, bang. Um. Uh, one more scripture. Let's go to First Corinthians twelve twenty-six. Praise the Lord. You there? If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all parts are glad. Uh, one, uh, no, I can't say one more. We're going to rush through them real quick. First, Peter. Come on. First Peter. There you are five, two. You see what I did right there, Lisa? I slowed down. (laughs) Care for the flock. Well, you know what? I don't have my phone. I don't want to. I don't like reading this from this version. Care for the flock of God entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. I'm going to just give it to you and you can read it if you want to for the sake of time. Ephesians 4 talks about how powerful God gave everyone, someone to help us in this. But we, you know, if we're thinking and believing that we're grown and we don't have to answer to anybody, then we're never going to adhere. That's a good word. We're never going to adhere to the things of God. We'll always be kind of standoffish when things are being said that violate your thought, our thought, of being closer than you already are. Like I was telling you about my mother. I couldn't wait to become a grown man. Grown or 18 years old in my mind. So I could leave this. And boy how I wish. I could turn back to time. And be there with her now. Had I listened to it. It took it took what she was asking me, the questions that she... Tell me, you think I had questions. This woman had 50 questions getting up out of the bed. It's like, but I wish that I would have heard and understood what she was doing. Amen. Uh, In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16, you don't have to turn there. This is where Pastor David... Shipman is going to be accountable. If we call him our pastor, he's going to be accountable for each one of our souls. And I believe that God is going to ask him, what about Brother Peter? What can you tell me about him? Well, I, I want to I change my, oh, you know, another thing too. Did you know by being or getting accountable or putting yourself in position to be accountable, it actually will change your heart that's key that is key oh, amen oh I'm sorry 13 verse 16 yeah, it's 16 and 17 um, since being here at Copeland with Pastor David Pastor David has never failed to bring a solid word to Brother Peter never never failed A life-changing word that it that if I took if I took it and applied it that word did change my life if I left the word sitting in the chair or it fell off before I left the room but I took it with me and some of it is still running around in my head like the pinball machine amen Or preoccupied with something else, which is also a lack of honor. We heard that too. Jesus is 12 is an ideal situation for true congruent discipleship to take place. A great model for the church. But I think discipleship is almost non-existent. Non-existent. I, I needed somebody to teach me, to train me. Uh, even just being here I had never I never did this before I met Pastor David Shipman I gave testimonies but you know if you ever been to a recovery meeting everybody give them testimony because they want a chip (laughs) I'm not talking about a potato chip (laughs) and so that training that I'm in with Pastor David Shipman I long for it I desired it I'm open to it and I want to be teachable do you know by being open and honest about who I am, what I am, it, with, with him and others, that it has opened up a place in my, in my heart. I'm pointing them to this muscle, but I'm talking about down in here, to change how I think, who I'm allowing to come on in and give me some thoughts. I shut that down real quick. So, But anyway, in closing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any questions? Yes, ma'am. Uh, hold, hold on a minute. He's going to bring the... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what was it pertaining to, Simone? Oh, Ephesians 4. Yeah, the whole... The, the, read the whole thing, yes. Yeah. Um, Any other questions? You know, I, um, since we all quiet and everything, and I got the mic, I guess, I I realized one thing I did understand first off is this is not going to be easy. Because as I started off saying, the flesh, uh, at least at first, it's very, very strong. And overpowering. It's like an, uh, your flesh. It's like an abuser. And if your spirit doesn't grow up, which is where the discipleship comes in, the flesh will run your ragged, it will run over you, it will run Rashad, it will do all those things. But discipleship will help you learn how to get your flesh in check. It cannot just do what it wants to do when it feels like doing it. I know that kind of sounds like us. You know, I'm talking about in the sense that uh, if we don't allow the word of God to become perfected in us, then we're just going to be some of those loose Christians. Amen. No other questions? Well, praise the Lord then. Um, Amen. Let's stand. Oh, I got a whole nother. St- <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen.